0: probably wondering why I'm not there. During last week's challenge, the acting challenge, I rolled my ankle and when I went home and I went to sleep, I woke up in excruciating pain and my ankle was extremely swollen. I saw a doctor and the doctor gave me orders to stay off of my feet for six to eight weeks. So unfortunately, this is the end for me in season 14. <gasps> oh my God. Miss Carrie. Keep fighting, honey. and Keep showing them how gorgeous you are. And you can be a monster, too, girl. i have seen you when you wake <laughs> up in the morning. Jasmine Kennedy, baby, just listen. Ain't no hard feelings over here. And I know you're going to talk enough for the both of us.
1: <laughs>
0: and lastly, my good buddy, Willow, you make sure you take care of yourself first. You continue to have fun and keep being weird. And throw them damn flip-flops in the trash. for now the bakery is closed but look on the bright side y'all might actually have a chance at winning the crown now that i'm gone (laughs) bye and don't cry for me miss
1: argentina (laughs) damn
2: damn damn Damn. who says the damn carrie colby of course it's carrie colby of course course it's scary carrie jesus scary carrie uh grieving carrie I mean, you know, I I got to say, I it, I sort of saw this coming because I went on Reddit a few weeks ago, you know, after like the first or something, second episode, and someone made a like a reference in the comments about like Cornbread getting Cornbread, excuse me, rest in power, um, being sent home with an injury. And I was like, oh, no, that's just a reference to any of the other injuries of Drag Race. And so when this happened, I was like, oh. <gasps> It came true. I was Anne Hathaway at the Oscars.
1: (laughs) It's true. Um, (laughs) It came true. (laughs) Sorry. So I just wanted for uh, just for discussion's sake, this has happened multiple times on Drag Race now where a queen gets injured while filming, while on set, while on school grounds, if you will. Uh Uh-huh. and then needs to take a medical leave of absence. You go to the And nurse. normally comes back next year, you know, after the surgery and after the healing, um, after the summer. Uh, so they just, you know, they get a, a leave replacement in. Um, so Cynthia Lee Fontaine uh, was season eight to nine. Even though Cynthia wasn't injured on season eight, there was some medical things that happened with Cynthia Lee Fontaine where I feel like... It was kind of unspoken that she was just gonna go home. Does that make yeah. sense?
2: She was gonna do second grade over again. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then uh and then the other one, uh Victoria's gone.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Most she notably, was gone. Yeah.
1: Drag, Drag race uh UK season three. Uh and then there's one more.
2: Uh well, there's Eureka. Oh, Eureka
1: eureka that's the most famous one
2: i think there's a couple others because i was really thinking about this of like oh there's actually been i mean i think eureka uh and vicky and now corn prebs are probably the, the most infamous famous iconic and canon but uh, apparently charlie hyde's had both a broken rib and diarrhea and was forced to make sushi during her season so that's a lot to handle as well
1: <laughs> okay and i well, think and it was cold it was cold and wasn't it was it cold? very
2: cold and she just doesn't make sushi and so the, the rice wasn't sticking ah so uh you know do something charlie you know make something charlie so uh poop something charlie anyway so then evie oddly got hurt for a couple of weeks she was on crutches for a couple of weeks
1: yeah but they didn't interestingly enough they didn't kick her off no and Alyssa edwards you know uh, for multiple learners, adjusted the curriculum for her, and she was the fiddle player on a bale of hay.
2: That's right. That's right. Alyssa Edwards, you know, <laughs> giving you para. I'm probably not. It's not it's, she's not a para. I'm not a para, no. But I just love it. She's a co teacher. Yeah, co-teacher. yeah. But she's a like, a, it, yeah. you know, she's, she's thinking of all of the abilities, the whole spectrum. Uh, <laughs>
1: that's right. That's right.
2: A couple others, just to mention. Now, this is going outside of RuPaul's Drag Race, but poor Oceane from Canada's Drag Race season two. Uh, in the in the first challenge, in the first mini challenge, she jumped into that pit of foam and like broke her oh, knee. Oh yeah, that so, was bad. That was bad. That was like, uh, you know, it was like, all right, you know, not to steal from Monique Hart, but all right, Canada with your free health care, clearly, or you know, can afford a, a busted knee or two, and. Then of course there's just one more, and the show went on, and i don't think she even said anything. But dear sweet Chi Devane, in All Stars three, like sliced her hand open rehearsing for the talent show in the first episode, oh. and that was part of why her performance was a little, um, little wonky. And you can see her like bandaged hand in the performance.
1: You know, all of the parents had to sign one yes, of those forms. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, Mrs. Devane. Taking the risks. Yeah, wrote,
2: you know, she said, Yeah. well, you know, um, Mrs. Black, Mrs. Scone, Mrs. Yeah. Mrs. Oddly. It's like, yeah,
1: it's, yeah. Whenever they go on a field trip, it's like the bus might crash and you can't sue the school.
2: Yeah. What do you want? Me, you know, it's a sheet of ice out there. What do you want me to do about it, Miss <laughs> Merle? Um, those roads
1: are treacherous, Mary.
2: They are. You know, some class trips are just not worth going on. But uh, just
1: ask Final Destination, kids.
2: Absolutely. Oh, my. I, you know, I have never sat through any of those movies because I just I, I don't like the idea that the whole world is a death trap. Like, I just keep thinking of ugh, the tanning bed, the weight, like, like awful deaths. When death kills you, it's awful.
1: You know, it wasn't until Untucked with Cornbread that we actually like saw, you know, that she was limping around the workroom and. I think one of our Marys on Instagram was like Best Supporting Actress cornbread's heel or cornbread's ankle uh, the brace yeah her um, air cast you know <laughs> next season instead of
2: a casting <laughs> special to be an air casting special with all the injured queens
1: yeah yeah we hate air guitar but we don't mind an air cast yes, you know what i mean yeah maybe? yeah
2: yeah you know i'm i'm booting an air guitar but i'm tooting an air cast and it's a little confusing so
1: wait because one of them looks like a boot doesn't it exactly
2: but uh, one of them i like I and mean, so it's a real you know real tongue twister
1: so this clip of the week, uh, obviously, I don't know. I, I'm I'm one of those viewers where I'm like, the girls knew. Like this is, this is this acting moment of where's cornbread? Wait, where's corn? Like they knew because they they had to get to set. You know what I mean? Yeah, this isn't Home Alone. They knew
2: that Kevin wasn't on the plane. You know, it's not like you know someone set up and was like cornbread. You know. <laughs> I mean, of all the people, maybe if Orion wasn't in the van, I could understand. Yeah. You know? Well, and
1: Orion uh, actually shouts that out in Untucked. He's like, well, maybe if I hide in the back, nobody will notice.
2: I mean, <laughs> I, I I would not. If if Mar- if Orion wanted to put on some headphones and a mask and tell the queens every week that they've got 10 minutes, I wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> thank you, 10. Thank
1: you, 5. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank you,
2: Orion. Thank you, Orion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, suddenly she's so, the story producer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Mary. So, uh, Cornbread, you know, comes in in her Zoom call in front of her unmade bed. Oh, uh, my
2: God. Cornbread's <laughs> in a ramada. Couldn't even make the bed I live Well, her
1: ankle hurt, Mary.
2: I Well, I know. I know. I know. But, you know, she's dressed in her mac and cheese dress. I just, I, she looked great. She did look great. They,
1: yeah, um, they brought in. The, the whole film crew there, you know, to film that. So, I, or they fine. just
2: had her sit in front of the window because there ain't nothing like natural lighting.
1: I'm just surprised that the, somebody on set wasn't like, oh, let's just, let's just tuck this sheet in. Well, yeah, right? I mean, judge <laughs> <Shush> the pillow. <laughs>
2: right. And then I'm wondering, is this just like a Zoom background and she wasn't in the hotel at all, you know? Like, and she's
1: interesting. Know? Interesting. I'll bet it was the hotel room, Mary. I'll bet I'm it sure it, it was. It looked small enough to be. Um, I love this. I love. Well, let me let me rephrase this. I hate that cornbread was eliminated. She was a front runner. Uh, everybody had her in their top three. They thought she was going to the end. She is fantastic television. Um, she is just like lightning in a bottle, as we coin, as we say. Um, I don't know if we coined that. We didn't coin that. We didn't but she coin is lightning. It. lightning. I stole in a it. Yeah. You just cut that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's lightning in a bottle. She's fabulous. Um, and I. I'm so disappointed to see her go. And at the same time, like many of the other queens that went home with injuries, I'm sure Cornbread is coming back. The the fan reaction to Cornbread was so phenomenal that I would be surprised if she didn't want to come back.
2: Right. I mean, of course she's going to come back. Of course, Vicky's going to come back. I feel like by not giving the the kind of formal invite that they gave to, you know, Ronnie Green or to Eureka, I think it's just creating a little dramatic tension. It's just, you know, um, I don't know, or even Oceane, you know what I mean? I feel like all of them, I guess we'll see if they don't come back next season, then we can all kind of put on our sleuthing hats. But mm. especially cornbrebs. I mean, of all the queens, she was just, I mean, the way they talked about her in Untucked, she was the heart of the season. Yeah. Um, and I think for the audience, the same, it was like, Oh my god. And it does kind of feel like, well, well, who's the front runner now? Not that there aren't like a bunch of other front runners in the room, you know.
1: No, totally. She was, you know, this adult in the room, uh, teacher, this kind of uh experienced energy, almost like a Bianca, almost like, you know, uh, somebody that's in the room that you You just know. There's a presence there. Does that make sense?
2: Absolutely. I mean, that's why it's like, you know, of course it was acting when Jasmine, Jasmine, the actress, was like, hey, uh, hey, guys, hey, uh, where's cornbread? (laughs) Where's cornbread? (laughs) You know, I thought, oh, Jasmine, Jasmine, or as Sister Mary Sarah pointed out wisely in an email, Jasmine is serving Ellen Green, and I Googled it, and that, I think, is answering the mouth. It is Ellen Green mouth.
1: Oh, Ellen Greenmouth. Who was the Mary that uh, that called out that she's somebody's twin? Extroverted twin. Whatever Mary's. Uh, Extroverted twin. Extroverted twin. That is so nuanced and fabulous. I know I was because that's right.
2: Yeah, I was like, (laughs) Oh why do I know exactly what that means? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Why do I yeah, exactly? Why? Yeah. Extroverted um, twin. And and now
2: I'm certain and I know I had said early on that Jasmine teaches math. I've also said that she's a, you know, scholarship in college. But I'm realizing now that Jasmine, if there if this is RuPaul Charles, you know, junior high, Jasmine's actually a student. Jasmine's like an eighth grade. Oh no, of course. Yeah, yeah, no, she's a student. She's yeah. a student. And George's, Absolutely. but we'll get to that, you know.
1: Well, and it's interesting with Cornbread's messages. Uh, she, The first one she talks to is, you know, Miss Colby, Miss Carrie. Uh-huh. This is a message to Carrie, uh, who taught next door to her, and they would buy each other coffee in the mornings.
2: Uh-huh, and they would, like, when then whenever they'd be, like, decorating your door for certain events, they'd be a little competitive in a friendly way. Mm. And it would kind yeah. of motivate oh, yeah, each totally. of them to step up their yeah. boards and step up their Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And
1: they'd tell the students that they're competing with uh-huh. each other so that the students get into it Even though Carrie and Cornbread know that It's just for fun yeah,
2: yeah. but it Gets you know then it's like ugh, let let Them staple the flowers for spring On, on the on the bullet board, mm-hmm. board outside I don't Need yeah, to do the work yeah That's exactly right. Um
1: and I love that uh Part of her message was like, don't be afraid to get ugly. You know, I've seen you in the mornings like that's something that somebody who teaches next door to Carrie or Mm -hmm. carpools with Carrie would say. Yes. Um, Yes. Carpools. She's
2: pulled up. Beep, beep the horn. Carrie's come out. (laughs) And she's like Yeah, she's and, a little late, she's a little frazzled, you know. But cornbread has already brought her coffee. Cornbread has already right. brought her a muffin or cornbread. Um so she's got her. Yeah. You know, Miss Pills <laughs> in the backseat, you know, with a chai. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: Jasmine, her message to Jasmine, I thought it was so kind. It felt like a teacher finally hugging and revealing to the ADD kid that like that they were so hard on all year that actually she does like them and they can joke about how they used to butt heads. But mm. like all along, Jasmine knew that Cornbread cared about her and and vice versa. And and you know, at the end of the year they finally are like, No, you know, it's okay. I gave you a hard time, but like it's all good. It's all good. Mm-hmm. You're great.
2: Yeah, I had to. I had to be tough on you or else we weren't gonna get here, <laughs> you know? And it's really it's one of those moments. It's a, you know, a real, a real uh, Goodbye by Mr. Chips moment.
1: I think the best moment, you know, that was I was kind of like, I'm glad I'm not watching this in a bar because it was very emotional when she's like and last me. Lastly, my good buddy, Willow, Mary. My I good know, buddy, Willow, I know Nothing they like would eat buddies. lunch together every day. Willow would go into Miss Bread's classroom and eat lunch with her every day during recess.
2: And I feel like Willow always, every day, it was a different lean cuisine. Like, that was, it's like, what do you got today? Sesame chicken and noodles, you know? Uh, 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 I used to love that. Yeah, and it's not because she's trying to watch her figure. I just love the sesame chicken lean cuisines. Some of them are Mm -hmm. delicious. And Mm. I don't know, I like them better even than the smart foods. So I just feel like teachers having lean cuisines for lunch is uh, a very specific image that I want to bring to this world.
1: Yeah, I, well, and there's a reason why I think that there are there is that image, right? Because it's microwavable, it's very fast, mm-hmm. and it's not like bready sandwich. It's not uh, total, total carbs that are going to spike you up and then you're going to be tired by, you know, seventh period. I right, don't
2: know. right. And if you snuck in a yogurt at like 10 o'clock, it'll be enough to get you through the day. Oh, totally. Because, you know, um, thin cuisines are nothing, you know?
1: Yeah, uh, this message from Cornbread was just so lovely. And I think we're starting with this clip of the week because a frontrunner going home is huge news. As great as this episode was without Cornbread, because I really thought it was great for all different reasons um, there. It was it, it was a, it was big news, Mary. I mean, I, I love the lip sync and I love uh, George's and everything, but Cornbread leaving is a big deal.
2: I agree, I agree. I, uh, you know, I I think we are not alone in that. Obviously, uh, her good buddy, Miss Pill, was feeling some feelings. I had to pull a little audio uh, of Willow talking through tears about her good friend, Dr. Bread, uh, which you can hear here.
1: The friendships matter the most to me. And, cor- and, and Cornbread's friendship matter the most to me out of anyone's
2: you know out of context somebody's voice breaking on the word cornbread makes no sense whatsoever but i love in the world of drag race it's so impactful
1: oh totally i actually went to a carol channing place and i was like is it cor- corn, corn yeah <laughs> when did i have corn <laughs> yeah uh, uh <clears throat> this was a great moment um i'm glad that they gave the exiting queen a farewell like a farewell Mr. Tibbs moment like I think it was I don't think they've done that before and I think that was really smart well and and for the audience sake you know like she's oh she's fine yeah
2: yeah and I mean even into the untucked when you know she she gives a a Vanjie style exit my ankle like I it's Mm. to the very end she is a queen who's coming back. But yeah. obviously, she didn't, quote unquote, have the golden ticket. She wasn't, even if she did have the golden ticket, Cornbrebs doesn't have the golden ticket.
1: Right. There was no way that they were going to waste the golden ticket on a queen who couldn't come back.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Then the whole conceit yeah. is gone, and then we never yeah. get to hear yeah. the horn again. And that is a loss for everybody including us <laughs> 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 <sighs> oh, it's that the uh, at the end i mean i can't wait as the season goes on to get the the mega mix of of queens opening up the chocolate bars i want an extended version of that music the saw music and then just cut after cut of it's chocolate it's chocolate it's just chocolate it's chocolate relax mm. it's chocolate what a fucking mess it's chocolate
1: I'm imagining like a club kid remix where it's like, it's chocolate. Yes. And then, the, <laughs> then the beat drops. You know, like that's what I'm waiting for. Well, Ugh. Mary, cr- you know, create the world you want to
2: see. I don't. Can, true. Can you? I can't do that. But if you can do that, I can do that. Is, yeah. This is your moment. You know, watch <laughs> out, DJ <laughs> Shy Boy.
1: Uh, well, that being said, I will let our Marys know that if you are not following us on Instagram at All Right Mary Pod, I did uh, recut Cornbread opening the chocolate to have the proper amount of drama with the horn sound and RuPaul and Ross kind of looking on. Because um, I, I, I didn't like, I mean, I think Cornbread did a great job for what she was dealt, but I, I needed the horn sound.
2: I I feel like I'm always gonna need the horn sound I feel like doing UK versus the world right now it's like where's the fucking horn sound so (laughs) I it's you know I I feel like there's mixed opinions about the inclusion this chocolate bar and I gotta say in a world where we have navigated the the perpetually mixed emotions about a show like and just like that where we can voraciously devour something that is awful I Mm. feel the same way about this whole chocolate bar conceit I can't get enough of how stupid it
1: is Oh, me too. I love the script. I love where it's just like you know, show us what you got. Like <laughs> you've been hiding your you've been candy. hiding your
2: candy. I mean, <laughs> and the music. I mean, the editing. It is just so phenomenal. They have added so many sprinkles that I didn't know we needed, and it's it's so dumb. And it's a yeah. chocolate bar. I love it.
1: <laughs> it's, it is. It's just chocolate.
2: It's just chocolate. Relax. <laughs>
1: um, I was. Equally gagged this week, not you know. Obviously, cornbread went home, but this mini challenge, Mary, I if I was on the Emmy board choosing Emmys, like this mini challenge would be why? Because it's drag race, not being afraid to not be a family show.
2: Oh, I loved it. It was so, I mean, at first I thought, are we doing like a gender reveal party? Which, you know, it could be a funny joke in here. This is
1: something, uh, this is the type of gender non-reveal party that I want to see, Mary. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And I mean, it the, the fact that the show is just like blatantly, like once it's Maddie's turn and like RuPaul, uh, oh boy. Oh and then boy. Pairing Maddie with Bryce, who's also straight. I mean, I was like, I love this. So much, and I mean to to Jasmine's credit, like girl, you signed up for anything, and mm. maybe it's a little bit of mild hazing, even in the editing, but like it's the truth, girl. oh, I don't
1: think Maddie cares, no, at all, I don't either, Marie. I just think the
2: editing of it is kind of there. They wouldn't say they wouldn't have this edit for any other queen, and so there is still mm. kind of a tongue in cheek. Like there's a little bit of shade thrown, but it's all in good fun, you know.
1: Oh, I feel yeah. I feel like it's Maddie is laughing with them. Manny is kind of I I don't know. I'm I'm assuming, but like it's so harmless because it's like it's more for the entertainment of these. You know, all these little queer kids watching like, oh, ha, 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 he's going to do it. He's going to do it. Right. You know, it's, and Maddie's like, OK, I'll do it. You know, it's the playing it up of it. It's the cutting
2: to Maddie hearing the instructions for the mini challenge and, and standing there with his arms crossed. It's RuPaul. Once it's Maddie's turn going, oh, oh, boy. Oh, oh shit!" Boy. Like, it's the leaning into it that I am. I am enjoying so much.
1: (laughs) So uh, one of our Marys sent me a screenshot of Maddie pushing against Bryce, but it has the Sean Cody logo on the side. And (laughs) that's exactly that's exactly what's going on here.
2: That is uh, that is two straight men in a queer space doing it for money. Um,
1: And for our entertainment, you know, uh um, I will say the the added kind of uh, what is it? The button on that whole little Maddie segment is Maddie going, purple. Yeah. (laughs) With his arms up. (laughs) Purple. Yeah. Well, good for him. Uh, Um, But this challenge, Mary, I mean, it started out with, in Seattle, we call this the space needle. Pop. And I'm like, okay, okay, this is where it is. And then RuPaul says, oh, my God, you got it all over his back. And I'm like, am I watching this show right now? I am so happy that they're giving this to us.
2: There is something going on this season. I feel like one of those BSA of the week responses on Instagram was like, whoever the like, you know, uh, what was like the audience panel was that helped like figure out, you know, what these Mm -hmm. challenges should be this season or like Mm -hmm. whatever writers they got to write these mini challenges and these main challenges. There's something about this season so far that is better. And it's something like this where it's like, take a mini challenge that's like overtly, you know, Uh, Not family friendly and like just like take your time with it, you know,
1: it's all ear tugging and winks and nudges because it's not overtly like they're, you know, even Miss Colby, she's like, oh, we got a DP now double pop. And I'm like, oh my God, they just said DP on television. Like I love this. Yeah. I love this. Because it's it's VH one. It's not like it's channel four. God the fuck damn it. You know what I mean? Absolutely.
2: It's 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 VH one and it's a show about drag queens. So totally uh, you nobody's decide. gonna be
1: offended that Georges is screaming when he's trying to pop that balloon. Like, make that a gift. A gift. And then Carrie's Losing her shit, that little bitch ain't top nothing in her life. Oh yeah, Georgia's oh,
2: George's couldn't top a Sunday. It was just fabulous.
1: Couldn't top a Saturday either, Mary. Yeah, Let's for be that honest.
2: matter. Yeah, you should
1: see her on a Tuesday. Um, uh, he Georgia says, uh, which I just scream laughed. I'm just a little girl. I was living for this mini challenge and i shouldn't have because it was just so stupid but they are i don't know i feel like they're finally just relaxing a little bit i mean it's just chocolate
2: i also wonder if uh there is some truth to Diabetes talking head of like and as much as we love corn brebs she was certainly our biggest competition so um maybe the queens are feeling a little little lighter in the loafers now that they have a better chance of winning you know
1: I mean, and, Mary, they get to do this fun challenge with pit crew members. I don't know. And RuPaul is, like, loving it, like, a little bit too much. Um, But they're all having a great time with the innuendos. And I think that's what I love about drag is when it is an innuendo, when it is, like, a a joke in plain sight.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm waiting for the fisting jokes. I feel like RuPaul does that every – that's my – I see that every season of Mm. RuPaul, like – how can I sneak things past censors who don't know what I'm joking about, you know?
1: Mm. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's been, that's what gay people have been doing forever on TV, right? This week on Patreon, All right. the old
2: saying goes that if you're not watching Untucked, you're only getting half the story. And I felt like this week, that felt true. I thought we were seeing other sides of some of these queens, or some feelings that were not being shown in any way in the main episode.
1: Like, it's become so normalized by Cornbread, who is an adult in the room, right? Oh, well, Jasmine has this problem, and we're gonna keep pointing to it. And it's just gonna be part of our culture as a season.
2: When did you realize that you were annoying? (laughs) When did you realize that none of us wanted to hear anything you had to say?
1: When was that moment? Listen, this happened in the stairwell by the girls' locker room that leads up to the science wing, and it is never cleaned. And I slipped. I slipped on some juice.
2: Really? Yeah. A lot of emotions yeah. for not for a, a series that has no cash prize. So if you want to hear all that and more, just go to patreon.com backslash alright right, Mary. Alright, Mary! Alright Mary. So then we are uh, introduced to our maxi challenge, which is going to be this save the queens PSA, featuring first out uh, legends Tempest D'Jour, James Mansfield, and Kamora Hall. And I, uh, how did you feel about seeing our uh, our really good friend Tempest D'Jour?
1: <laughs> Tempest is your walking in like an old teacher who retired two years ago. Absolutely. Like, oh my god, retired. Hey guys. And moved. Like moved
2: like to, I don't know, moved to Palm South Springs. Carolina or Palm Springs, but <laughs> lives in a smaller condo now. Yeah. With his dog.
1: Tempest. Oh, and Mary, I I died. Daya saying, that's my confessional shirt.
2: Oh, I love that. Tempest is future Daya. It was uh now is it is it H and M? That's the real concern. Oh, it is H and M.
1: yeah, that was that was discovered online apparently. Wow, wow. <laughs> um, save a queen, raise awareness of first eliminated queens again. Drag race looking in on itself and poking fun at something that was a that is and was a problem in the sense that if you are first out, it 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 really sucks. It really sucks. Well, and I think it's
2: kind of like the way RuPaul would always say hi to pork chop at the finales. It's like yes. you know, I love the, I, you know, the, the idea of a first out. When people talk about doing a first out version of you know early outs version of of Drag Race, or you know, I don't I don't think we've done maybe we did an early outs bracket, but there's like there's a fascination with the early outs that I think. Dumb people just think they're bad drag queens, but, like, smart people are like, oh, these are queens I only saw, like, the tip of the iceberg of, you know? And so yeah. anytime you see more of them, it's like, oh, I actually... I did not really see much more of you. Like, James Mansfield, I did This is refreshing because we didn't really see much more of you than, like, that weird Lady Gaga look and then that tumble into the bottom. So, um, and I feel like a lot of people in that BSA of the Week post unanimous almost were saying that James kind of stole the episode. So kind of like, you know, on all stars when Laganja comes back and steals the entire episode with a lip sync, there is also that sense of like, ugh, justice for James, you know?
1: Yeah. Justice for James, just for Tempest. Uh, Tempest for me really stuck out this episode for lots of reasons. Um, And uh, we, we got the quote, Mary, we've been quoting really for years (laughs) and then they put it i they put it into this episode
2: and and i was gonna pull the audio clip but i then i wanted to get the one from season seven because i think it didn't have the music and then it was just too much work and we had to start so i uh, really you're gonna have to settle for our impersonation of it but yeah tempest says this bitch called me old that's what people know about me and then it cuts to really and I mean, you know, at one point we'll, we'll edit in really and then like a brief pause and then you're never too old to dream because that's really how I hear really.
1: Mm, really? You're never told to dream. Absolutely. You're never told to dream. Yeah, I <clears throat> I love this challenge. I love seeing Kimura again. Uh, Kimura also got kind of a weird edit. Um, so it was just nice that they're I don't know that it's not Trixie Katia in Alaska
2: one of the things i noticed this is like such a this is such a micro detail but i feel like willow pill there's so many examples of like i don't know just how clear it is that she's going to go to the finale um and so when their team was working on like working out the you know uh the jokes about james and i think Willow said something along the lines of like, oh, I think it'd be really funny if he said like, so throw some nickels at this queen. And then Maddie says, yeah, yeah, that's great. Like, so so throw some money at this queen. And it was like, no, the joke is nickels, not funny. Mm. It's not money. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, mm. it's the old Sid Caesar thing. But I don't know. I feel like those little details, like when Willow, pull, you know, even down to her runway this week, it's those little details that I think are constantly setting her, uh, you know, above the rest, and so um, I don't know, I just I I felt like in an episode where she was just safe this week she really still stood out to me
1: Uh, Oh, absolutely, I loved her runway I can't wait to talk about her runway Uh, She she wasn't uh, center stage this episode, for sure There were some other stories that they wanted to tell Um, but we got a lot of Willow Pill regardless, we got a lot of her backstory, we got a lot of her kind of bonding Um, you know, bonding with Angeria and Carrie, but also being sad about Cornbread leaving. I don't know. We got a lot of Willow, despite this episode not being about Willow at all. Does that make sense? Yeah, and if they
2: wanted, she could have been in the top again easily. I feel like she was only safe this week because they were like, "We gotta, we gotta spread it around." Like, for example, I think something you were hoping for is uh, the the rise of uh, Ms.
1: Bosco. Oh, Miss Bosco! Bosco, looking like she's in the joyful, joyful finale of Sister Act Two. Ah, in at, at what point in the in the workroom in that Delia's top? Yes, Mary, in the Delia's top. She looked. Phenomenal! I was just like, oh my god, what have you done for me lately? Ooh ooh ooh, yeah. Uh, you know, Lena's yeah. mom is in the audience. I, 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 that's where I went with Bosco this I week. Mean,
2: I mean, I, you, you know, the joyful joyfuls better than I do, but I can definitely confirm the Delias of it all. I, I, <laughs> I think if if Bosco wants to continue to bring the Delias catalog to life every week in the workroom, it only sort of brings the Judy Greer out. So
1: yes, it is. It is Judy Greer for sure. Um, I want to talk about Tempest though, because Tempest is doing this team manager, field day teacher captain thing with these queens, and it is so endearing. She's trying to explaining. She's trying to explain um, pentameter and rhyme schemes to these kids. Uh, she's being motivational. She's, I don't know. I, well, here's the I, thing. I, <laughs> as we joke so much about these
2: queens being teachers, Tempest is actually a teacher. And so, like, yes. all of that makes sense because she's she's actually, like, a professor at, like, I don't know, the university of somewhere. So, uh, yeah, that all checks out that she would come in and would be, uh, yes, the retired teacher who, who could teach circles around some of these new, you know, a mm. couple of paras in the room. You know what I'm saying? Totally.
1: Yeah, no, but it's interesting because, like, they're all much younger, than Tempest. Yeah. And so there, there is this sense of like seasoned queen, but also just like older gay kind of coming back and, and helping them out with a challenge. Like explaining what the tone is and explaining what these commercials are and what they should be. And it's almost like the producers ensuring... That somebody on that team knows what to do, you know. I don't know. I think that it was, uh, it was just great to see that dynamic, as cringy as it was sometimes. You couldn't not love it. I don't know. I love Tempest so much to begin with, and then to see her in this dynamic is kind of like, oh well, yeah. You taught for years, uh, you know, in our RuPaul Junior High fantasy. Like she was, uh, she was a seasoned, veteran teacher that retired, but then she came back just to visit for field day.
2: Yeah. And I'm sure some of the older kids like Jasmine might even remember her, you know? (laughs) So there's that. Um, I, you know, I, I, to bring us over to Bosco, because I think Bosco obviously won this week and did very well, but I feel like Bosco was winning this week before the challenge even started when they were when Rue was doing the walkthroughs in the workroom and the yeah the goosies, if you will. And uh, Roosies, there we go, the the roosies yeah. Um, the Roosies, the, the yeah. Roosies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who sees Roosies?
1: Um,
2: the Goosey Roosies, uh, boss <laughs> Boosey Roosie, anyway. I'll stop. Um, Roosie Matthews, so. When they're talking about kind of like navigating how to do this, at one point then Bosco says to Rue, I think it just needs to be funny. I feel like that to me felt like, you know, one of Monique Hart's chicken nuggets that like Bosco, I felt like what I saw this week was Bosco not only winning the challenge, but like demonstrating that like Bosco knows what Rue wants and knows like... I feel like Bosco is constantly showing RuPaul I'm in on the joke, I'm in on the joke, I'm in on the joke, you know?
1: In the workroom? In
2: the workroom, I think in the challenge. I think even Bosco said that early in the season, like the the idea is like I want I want to come I want to come across as like kooky and crazy, but also in on the joke. And so I feel like this week was a really like demonstrative example of that.
1: I, I'm not there yet with Bosco. not to say that I don't think that she is phenomenal and i love her and i love this rise for her of taking a challenge especially this challenge um but and i i think she's a presence in the episodes whether it's during commentating or in the workroom but uh i don't know if i see what you're seeing yet
2: well fuck my drag um well uh all right well maybe maybe later on in the season so uh when rupaul i think it's with a different group but when RuPaul is then um talking to whatever group Orion is in I guess it's James Mansfield's group I feel like uh oh. RuPaul was this is also I feel like if if this was an example of Bosco kind of already winning the challenge in the workroom I feel like this was an example of Orion already <laughs> losing the challenge in the workroom uh when Orion couldn't really answer Rue's questions and was kind of like hesitating to find an answer and then RuPaul double question and said, well, have you ever done anything like this before? You could see in Rue's eyes like, oh, I smell blood. I see a bottom a bottom queen here.
1: And it's Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? It's this quote, right? It's... Where's that come from? You spend a lot of time alone? Yes. I mean, there's this, this energy of RuPaul kind of like trying to trying to get at her, and then Orion isn't giving it back to her, and Rue's frustrated.
2: Right, right. Like, Rue is not getting the, you know, the Cheyenne Jackson rat-a-tat-tat, but also just that sense, I think, of of what Bosco is doing very actively of, like, I I get what you want. I know what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm standing out. I'm, I'm doing something different. I've got a joke on the runway. Uh, whereas Orion <laughs> yeah. can even, like, answer the question, you know?
1: And it doesn't even... You don't even need to answer Rue's fucking questions. You just need to say something funny back. Well, I mean, that, for example,
2: Carrie Colby, yes. when, when Rue's talking to their group, and then Rue is kind of doing the same move with Georges and kind of getting her all flustered. And then Rue is like, Carrie, what is she talking about? And then Carrie is the perfect example of like, I don't, I've been trying to figure that, that out since day one. It's like that's what RuPaul's looking for is just like when the ball comes over the net, there's your little mm-hmm. paw, you know?
1: Yes, yes. Carrie Colby, let's talk about Carrie Colby for a second. Uh, maybe, I don't know, this is kind of general. I'm going to talk about a bunch of moments this episode and Carrie Colby's edit. What's interesting is that she is being critiqued on the runway for being too pretty, kind of like always leaning on not letting go. Maybe not being pretty is not the thing, but it's not letting go. And meanwhile, the editors consistently show us Carrie Colby being hilarious, having one-liners, being kind, um, just having the comedic chops. Like I'm loving that they're giving Carrie a wonderful comedic edit, despite how the judges see her on the runway.
2: And, I mean, I thought even in the challenge this week, I thought that she really stood out. I thought she was really funny. I think that she, you know, the runway look was maybe not my favorite, but I, I mean, who cares? I felt like, yeah, I feel like we are seeing a much more dynamic carry than she's getting critiqued
1: on the runway for. Mary, we got this reality TV gold moment.
0: When you get that commercial of some shaky leg dog and it's just barely crawling into existence, barking like, it's just going to be money.
1: Money. Money. Oh my God. She She is is money. I I think she is so funny. Do I think she's going to win? Sorry, I don't. But I think that she is, what I love is that they're, what's great about what they're doing with Carrie is that we are able to see more of her, that it's not, it, it's almost like the editors are giving Carrie a break here because I feel like Carrie will, would get off the show being called too pretty. And then the fandom would be like, Oh, well she's just a pretty queen. But meanwhile, they're the editors are able to show her doing so much more. And I think that Carrie is, you know, future all stars i think she's going to be a part of this fabric for a while because she's good reality tv she knows how to do it
2: and who knows this is just act 1 i feel like we all saw cornbreb's going to the end and look what mm-hmm. happened so maybe this is uh cuz i could also see a world where like we are we've only seen you know one shade of Carrie. so i mean in this week in the challenge i I guess whatever she was wearing with the glasses, with the hair, she reminded me of um, Charlotte's new little friend, Lisa, Lisa Todd Wexley. Uh, and, and just like that, she's given me that, but like much funnier. I, I think she's great. I actually think that like, I want, I, she's someone I, I'm almost the most excited to see in Snatch Game, to be totally honest, because she just has such oh. a great energy that like, it's like a pizza queen in Snatch Game.
1: I'm like, I don't care who you play, just show up, Carrie. Hmm. You know, Carrie was giving this like Courtney act ugly in the challenge. And even Michelle was like, wow, if that's ugly, you know, um, she was serving me um, like a just fucked on the desk in the boss's office secretary.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But like a senior secretary, like she's she's like, a oh, no, she's secretary. high level executive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like yes. older, you know, older. <laughs> yeah. 30. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say she's north. I think if you I think if you took the glasses off I think you're gonna see you're gonna see you know you may find an ARP card in her pocketbook is well. oh inside. Mary
1: uh, she uh, yeah I mean I don't know if she painted that way, but uh, but she looked she looked great and I was enjoying the comedy um I it's interesting with George's and this challenge Mary because obviously Georges goes in the bottom. I was struggling to understand why Georges did so poorly with this verse, because didn't the team help her write this? Including
2: Professor DuJour, professor <laughs> of the day. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, not for nothing, but Tempest has a history of sending queens to the bottom, just as Jane Dior fierce. But I, uh, yeah, I did think that was kind of strange that there was so much on her shoulders when like they literally like helped write that for her. So I don't yeah. know, yeah, that was a weird one. I mean, she was clearly performance-wise in the bottom, but it it was obviously a a collaborative effort. So,
1: I don't know. And and the eyelash decision, like, I guess that's Georges' own decision, and the other queens are like, okay, you do you, girl. It's a competition. But, like, still, like, I heard Tempest writing this verse in the previous scene.
2: Yeah, and I didn't even mind the eyelash situation. I got, she was doing regular, degular white lady. It was fine. (laughs) Um... You know, I noticed in the—well, one thing I think very important to notice, I think we'd be remiss to not, is that in the, in the nipples of Drag Race and how rarely we see them in their full glory, this week we got to see Tempest unblurred in those boobs, mm-hmm. and it, uh, that felt like progress.
1: We're getting there. They're called boobs, Ed. They are called, called boobs, boobs, VH1. Um, yep.
2: I also noticed, and maybe it's just because uh, just like that is on my mind, but man, when Michelle has her hair up, she is like Sarah Jessica Parker's Jersey
1: sister. Interesting. Okay. And when, yeah, I, when I'm watching Drag Race, I'm not thinking about Sex and the City. Maybe I should. You maybe should. I should. be making those collaborations. You should. Yeah. It's all drag queens. Right. Yeah. Yeah, in some version, right? Um, I love the dartboard of Candy Ho. I mean, that, that's a detail that is fantastic, Mary.
2: Yeah, and of course it's her like season seven promo image. Um, <laughs> I I appreciated, you know, someone who I think, you know, I don't want to use the R word, which is robbed. I don't want to say anyone was robbed this week, and maybe we'll talk about that more in nuance. But I have very strong feelings about Lady Camden's performance this week. Mm. and i do want to say first and foremost that the the extent to which she was giving me panty bliss in this challenge which I, I think is i think is worth something
1: and which team was she on i'm being to be honest with you mary and this isn't to like be different but like i don't remember her in the challenge
2: she was she had like the frizzy blonde hair and i think that she i don't know james i don't remember who she i don't know which team she was on but uh, I just thought she was great. I thought she was really strong in the challenge. I thought she was great on the runway. Um, but I can't remember who was on which team. But I can't even remember which I can't remember which team Bosco was on. So like that's not about performance. There was just a lot of queens singing the same verse over and over about three different queens. So
1: I remember which team Bosco was on because she was the director of Kamara Hall, and I loved love that little segment and also the fact that like bosco was directing Kimura, whereas like nobody was directing james or tempest they actually showed like the non-season queen seasoning the season queen you know what i mean well
2: and i think it it kind of supports the winner's edit of this episode uh-huh. i mean i'll i'll i i think i've spun popular opinions but we'll get to that um i also really appreciated, I guess, in terms of uh, speaking of James, I think uh, James recognizing that Willow looked like Leslie Gore playing Jessica Fletcher. Mm. If we don't make these references, we lose these references. Correct. And I just feel like James and Willow are like two versions of like reference queens.
1: Mm, that And they would understand it, right? Like, it, I don't think James was far off of what Willow was actively going for.
2: I I could see what Willow, what James was talking about. And I, I feel like Willow would be like, yeah, yeah. I was trying to bring some Cabot Cove to drag race. So, (laughs) uh, so I love that.
1: Yeah. The, the, the challenge again, much like last week, the challenge was different enough from the rehearsal that I was still entertained.
2: Oh, sure. Like once we've seen the final product. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, before we get there, we do get uh, in the workroom in terms of just setting us up for the rest of the episode. Uh, Orion seems to believe her own story that she did great. We get a backstory about Georges, and I just think it's worth mentioning that George's dad, much like Alyssa's, can also get it. I don't know if anyone else feels the same or if there's any competition here, but uh, <laughs> but he can. I don't remember. Oh, you're missing <laughs> I out. Love that for you? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and as you said earlier, we get, you know, we get Willow's health story and I don't want to trivialize it, but I feel like anybody who, uh, continued drinking into their late twenties can understand the quote. It sucks being 26 years old and feeling like it's a decline from here. Uh, mm. I was like, man, if that does not remind me of being hung over at 27, I don't know what is.
1: Right. Right. And
2: yes, <laughs> that's why I slowed down the drinking and I picked up the weed.
1: Great. Uh, I did love this moment, though, because we're getting Angeria and Carrie, you know, being the aunties that they said they were uh, last episode. Now that Cornbread's gone, Angeria kind of has a step up.
2: Oh, I just the way that like Aunt Angie and Aunt Carrie swooped in and it, like and then didn't miss a beat doing the makeup, which leads to uh-huh. another favorite moment of the episode. <gasps>
0: I'm trying to get emotional over here in this corner today, and I gotta finish this move. Y'all y'all don't want me to be nothing. Y'all don't
2: want me to be nothing. <laughs> we can't take it! <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Colby, giving television. That's Carrie Colby. We
1: can't take it! <laughs> well, I feel like it's the assist of Angeria. You know, Carrie well, gave us the button.
2: Of course, but it's like, it's nothing without the button. It's nothing, you know, I mean, like, not for nothing, but, you know, Miss Carrie also gave us.
0: We're gonna have some fun because we're trying to get to heaven, bitch. <laughs>
2: She puts buttons on things, you know? Well, oh, you want to hear a
1: button? Here's Angeria. I mean,
0: let me tell you something, you ugly bitch.
1: <laughs> Got a lot of buttons uh, here. Got a lot of buttons. Yeah, no, here. you're right. I, yeah. And I won't play it, but like the dragonfly one. Oh, God. Oh, you, you know, come on.
2: A dragonfly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and let us not forget the one that like put Carrie Colby on the map. Tasha Colby, Tasha Colby. Tasha Colby. Yeah. talk about mm-hmm. a
2: button queen. <laughs> talk about a button queen, yeah, yeah. Watch out, Angela Kessler with your rosettes. We got Carrie Colby and her buttons <laughs> pushing all my buttons, buttons, baby.
1: Oh yeah, there it is, Mary. It might need if, if to be our last goes chance home. Lip that's sing. her last chance lip sync. Yeah, yeah. Carrie goes home. Oh, that's a great one. I love that song. I do oh, too. I love that song. Did Jaguars already do that though? I feel like they did. Oh no, they did. When I grow up.
2: When, when grow I up. grow up. Yeah, yeah. But buttons is a. Uh, Mm, That takes me back to a very specific, like, it was like the summer, I think it was like the summer between junior and senior year of college for me, I think. I don't know, there's just, that song brings me back to a very specific era.
1: Oh, I have like a a definitive, forever emblazoned in my head memory of dancing at Charlie's at like 3 a.m. in Chicago, and the the smoke machine that goes on during that song and my friend Garrett, he's six eight. He was dancing in front of me in, in the on the dance floor, and he's he's like uh, loosening up his buttons while he's lip syncing to the song. Ah, uh, just like uh, a
2: move. Uh, a literal move. <laughs> so literal odd. moves of drag race. That's something we could do. Literal <laughs> moves of drag race. When someone oh. performs the words.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you know who just did that? Pangina. Was Pangina. Uh-huh. That's, yeah.
2: what I, that's what I thought of first. Yeah.
1: So oh, fingers, yeah. Of race. fingers of drag grace. Yeah. Fingers of drag grace, literal moves of drag race.
2: <laughs> I mean, it just gets so esoteric. Uh, but anyway, let's uh, take it to the springtime runway. Oh, yes. Uh,
1: florals for spring. Yeah. I'm florals breaking. for the middle of winter. <laughs> Refreshing. I, um, so Mary, what did you think of Ava Max? I thought she was sweet but psycho.
2: I I don't know her, and I think I had I kept confusing Ada Max with Ada Ava Vox or
1: oh Ava Vox.
2: Okay. So I I do not I do not know who this girl is. She seemed fine, you know. I mean I don't know if the pink news article has any like fans calling for Ava Max to be a permanent judge, but
1: correct i mean what's interesting is uh i mean i don't know the lip sync song i didn't know by name and then when i heard it i was like oh right this song and the same with eva like her big hit i think her big hit was sweet but psycho do you know you must know that song uh i do not know that song oh, no, sweet but psycho a little bit psycho oh that song oh my, 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 my. I, <laughs> I like barely know it cuz i've only heard it when i've been out but
2: Ava yeah, Max, I know even. the Ava minimum about Ava Max. Oh,
1: seriously, yeah. <laughs> Let's find the Ava median yeah. and just kind of get through it, Mary. Yeah, let me um, just
2: get, yeah, just, just enough Ava to taste it, but I don't want to be overwhelmed, you know? Ava's kind of like truffle oil. A little bit goes a long way. You do not need Ava Max.
1: Yeah, you don't need to go to the store and buy a bag of Ava Max because it just might be too too much flavor.
2: It'll last you a lifetime. You'll never use all of it. You'll have to give it away. I find to get the low-sodium Ava is actually best. I don't know. It doesn't take away Could from the Ava flavor. Could
1: Ava Max also be, like, a huge department store? Like, oh, I got to stop at Ava Max. Oh, Ava Max. It's like a European <laughs> department <Max>. store.
2: <laughs> I'm going to Ava Max. Yeah. I don't know. Wherever that German? is. Yeah. I just figured I'd let the Marys decide where it's from so that I didn't have to, like, answer to it, you
1: know? <laughs> yeah, Ava Max. They sell they sell similar things to like um, to a, obviously a TJ Maxx, but there's also a really, really fabulous home goods section. Oh, well, and I actually
2: I wonder because it's it's in Europe. I wonder if there is maybe a food hall in the basement, you know, mm. um, and maybe there is even a little cafe. And yeah, there's like Schnitzel. There's and, probably a Schnitzel. There hmm. might be a little bit like bit of a Kinder care, you know, to drop off your kids oh, when you I go shopping.
1: Kin- yes, kind- care. Kinder care.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, free chicken fingers or however you call them. Well, if ever there was a time to talk about therapy, and I do love to talk about therapy. I honestly don't know anyone who wouldn't benefit from it these days, myself included.
1: I couldn't agree more, Mary, and it's super accessible now thanks to BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P.
2: BetterHelp connects you with a licensed professional therapist safely and privately.
1: You can be matched with someone within 24 hours. And with phone or video sessions available, scheduling a session is as easy as ordering a lovely cheese pizza just for me. And much like Selena, I love pizza.
2: I also love that you can send a message to your counselor basically at any time and actually get a response.
1: And if you want to change counselors, no problem. It's both free and easy.
2: BetterHelp is available worldwide and their counselors are licensed and trained in everything from depression and anxiety to grief, relationships, sleep, self-esteem, and more.
1: There are so many people using BetterHelp right now. They recruited more counselors in all 50 states
2: more affordable than traditional in-person talk therapy and there's even financial aid available if you need.
1: Marys, if you're interested in trying BetterHelp, get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. That's H-E-L-P. That's right.
2: Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash allrightmary and that's H-E-L-P. All right, Mary.
1: Ava Max uh, so, Yeah where were I don't we <laughs> We were talking about these looks um, I Here's my question about Carrie They asked her to be ugly last week Or they asked her to let go a little bit And then just by circumstance Her next runway Happened to be ugly Like I wonder if she changed it at all If she added more makeup Or like what could she or any Contestant for that matter Because we saw this with Vanjie what could they possibly do at this point
2: like when, if the, when
1: they've already been told to bring certain looks?
2: Yeah, I I don't know. I guess I guess you have to just modify it, I guess. Because, I, I mean, I think it, it's the whole other question of, like, what does it even mean to, like, be ugly? Like, what exactly are you don't looking for? Don't be pretty, don't for? be pretty, don't be pretty. Right. Yeah. Like, what exactly do you want mm. here, you know? And I feel like it's funny. You when, don't like, want
1: bad makeup. You don't right? want, like— crunchy makeup like you don't want a bad wig you don't want a bad dress like what what does it mean i uh, to me to me it seems like being ugly is also allowing yourself to be ugly so there's a freeness there there's not this like pull in tight kind of like everything is perfection we want to see a little bit of the rough edges or as rupaul would say like we want to see the humanity because that's what we're going to connect with meanwhile like i said last week like I have already connected with Carrie because I see her on the show, whereas the judges don't on the runway. Well, I guess then it's like if I were Carrie and
2: and if it was like, we need to see more of your humanity, it's like, so do you want me to smear my lipstick? What do you want me to do? Combat boots. Yeah, I'm doing the arm right now. Uh, you know, should I show you
1: my butthole? Like, what's yeah. going on
2: here? Yeah, I mean, I'm great at buttons, but buttholes, you know, <laughs> I I don't know, I don't know what they want from her, Miss Merle, because I just think that like, it's interesting how there are other, you know, they never told Aquaria to stop being so pretty, and I'm sure she had some like varied moments but crystal versace you know another one who just was always they very did
1: pretty. tell her they did tell her though don't be pretty, later don't be on pretty. in the
2: season mm-hmm. well there you go crystal. they let her be pretty for a while carrie she like walked in and before she could even get her big old leg through the door it was like stop with the pretty you know and so i i, I don't have the answer i just think that's a very interesting critique of like we need you to be more human less pretty it's like I can't help. I can't you know, I can't regift it. You know, this is what the good Lord gave me, you know?
1: Yeah, it's interesting that we have Kamara Hall on this same episode, right? Because Kamara Hall got that critique that, you know, she was in this Bob Mackie gown. She was just so put together for those few episodes last season. And was that last season? And it, yes, I think, I think, uh, right. Yeah. 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 It was last season. Yeah. Um, she was just so put together. She, uh, that's also why she took so long with her makeup. She's a perfectionist. And that is like, you know, in the recipe of what sends you home or what they don't like is when you're, you know, too obsessed with control.
2: I still, I still find that it like to translate that into like what we see on the runway I think is mm. still very – there's just Agreed. such a huge leap there of how you translate that.
1: but Totally, especially what they praise, right? Yeah,
2: exactly, right, because it's not super consistent. But, uh, yeah, we have a springtime runway, and I appreciated that RuPaul was thoughtful enough to bring a Flowers for Algernon reference to Drag Race. The <laughs> ultimate, if we don't make these references, we lose these references. Do you know that story? Nope. Oh, God, it's so s- – it's so sad oh it's so sad i don't okay so it's can just... we do
1: it on nuance
2: Let's yeah push it to nuance. Oh, so anyone who wants to know what <laughs> the real de- you know the, the real deep tease if you want to know more about flowers for Algernon, we'll talk about it in nuance <laughs>
1: okay uh i my question for you mary is where was the midsommar look oh yeah yeah i mean that would have been could you uh, imagine like yeah. a bear costume and Oh, <sighs> or like, a, oh, I'm just thinking like a face that's all fucked up. I don't know. <laughs> I
2: feel like you could start with like the bear costume and then it flips over to a reveal to drop down to be the, the flower dress. You know? Yes. Um, yes. Totally. You know, I mean, I'm, you know. Or I'm, you
1: burn it. You burn it. Right. And mm-hmm. then it's the flower dress.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. To be Drag Race Thailand about it. Yeah. Uh Oh, I know. I. I. Maybe that was Maddie's original idea before she was like, "I'm not wearing no fucking flowers on Drag Race. I'm coming as the rain."
1: I'm a fucking. Well, crowd. I gotta say, I I really loved her car wash couture. Like that was, I don't know. It reminded me of the Vivian. The Vivian had a similar kind uh-huh. of rain dress. I remember like that. This. Yep. Um. And here's the thing about Maddie. Like, say what you want about that look, but she had that like '80s style, like short crop wig underneath oh and you saw it on top
2: i i mean yes. that i want to be that woman when i grow up that's what
1: i'm oh, int- intending Oh my god yeah yes yeah so yeah. i was here for that um i i know i really enjoyed the look um granted she's still not selling it she's still not really owning the runway like i think she could have yeah she she comes out like a shoe salesman with a couple of
2: options for you you know it's just like matt sell me the dress you know, I <laughs> say yes, to, say yes dress. to the dress, but I feel like I'm at a stride right. And he's like, well, I got these in a nine, you know, like, God.
1: And then I'm like, what are you wearing? Why are you wearing a car wash? And, on and your why head? do you have a? Yeah.
2: Why do you have a cloud on your head, sir? Yeah. Ugh. What's under there? <laughs> yeah. Huh? It's, uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Orion. Okay. I figured it out. Orion looks. Maybe I said this last week. I can't remember. I don't remember what we recorded last week. I don't either. But Orion was giving me Paris Hilton in the Playboy Mansion. And then when she was lip syncing, like, it was Iggy Azalea dressed as Paris Hilton in the Playboy Yeah,
2: nation. yeah. And, and to be honest, like, I know Orion was in the bottom, and I get it. She's not the queen to save, even though cornbreaders went home and all that. I get that. But, like, I can't say that I wasn't intrigued by what this character was that mm. Orion was playing on the runway with the bunny and it was totally that it was it was reminiscent of Iggy Azalea doing share from clueless in that video it was that like mm-hmm. it it was that thing where it was like oh yeah you kind of look like you look a little bit like the wayans brothers and white girls or white chicks <laughs> but like <laughs> totally you know like there's a little bit of that and i like that i like that there's something kind of grotesque about this bunny you know
1: but also sexy <laughs> yeah. you know Exactly, like take the tags off. Yeah, Um, they. I'm sorry, Bunny does read spring to me. Like I get that interpretation.
2: I don't fucking understand what.
1: It's better than flowers.
2: Yeah, I mean, come on. Like it's pastels. It's bunnies. It's Easter. Like if you're not. Was, was, was Deja not just doing the, like, your Aunt
1: Deja version? It was a pastel bunny look. I mean... uh, beaster bunny. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I got to say, I love those pants, Mary. I oh, loved those pants. I love a good pair of pants. I love those uh, pants. I I think... Uh, she yeah. could have been in
2: the color purple with those pants, Mary. Oh, man. She could have been Miss Sophia. She could have been pissing in the field. pants. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> You know, somebody Uh. who is, uh, I, 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 in terms of references, I love that RuPaul compared or said, you know, when Daya came out, ladies and gentlemen, Joey Heatherton, which is like an actress, (laughs) you know, performer from like the 60s, like a dead reference. But like, she's not, Joey's not dead. But like, (laughs) again, if we don't make. Um, But I got to say this about Daya. I am feeling like between the Untucked and some of what we saw this week and the lack of feedback, Daya is like, she is just like the neglected middle child here.
1: Mm. They're saving Daya. Like, there's no way that Daya's like gonna go home next week. You know it, what I
2: mean? It almost feels like one of those queens who, like, I don't know, like, uh, you know, I can think of as like Honey Mahogany, who just goes week after week without feedback. And then it's like, you have been offending us repeatedly. Get out. <laughs> Let me help you pack your fucking bags. You know. I'll help
1: you pack your fucking bags.
2: There's just like um. a sense of that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I'm just. I'm just keeping an eye on on the glucose monitor with Diavetti. That's all.
1: This is, does this count as bugs on the runway.
2: Dia, sure. I I think we can count it as bugs in the runway. Why not?
1: Yeah, I mean, they made an Asia O'Hara reference, so... They
2: did, Uh, yeah. So, you know, (laughs) I think you get, like, one more of those this season, and then it gets old, you know? I agree, I agree.
1: Um, I like Daya's look. Uh, It wasn't, like, the best look. um, No, it was fine.
2: I'm just... I I wasn't losing my mind over it. I'm just noticing that she's really... And obviously, we see it untucked, that, like, she's just getting no... The only feedback she's gotten is they sent her home, you know? right. Right.
1: (laughs) Which is <laughs> really rough. Yeah, so I um, get why she's scrambling a bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question. So, if you had to pick, uh, between Bosco, Lady Camden, and Willow for best runway, which would it be?
2: Oh, um, I think I could probably rank them. I would say it's probably for me, and this is you know, drag is art. Artist subjective opinions are like assholes. I would say from one, two, three. I would go and that's how I want them. Uh, I would say Willow, Lady Camden,
1: Bosco. Okay, I'm going to go Lady Camden, Willow, Bosco. No, uh, let me tell you, Willow's was hilarious. It was like, the, it was so fucking funny.
2: Yeah, it was just the, you know, I, honestly it was it was the war of the gags because I was so I so loved Lady Camden spilling her tea. It was such a funny little reveal. Ugh. And then like it's basically that against Willow having blood, you know, blood splattered help on the back of the house.
1: It's it, I can't making even such a statement. Yeah, like, such a statement. Yeah. Right? Like, so, so smart. There's just so Lady much Camden, good drag. I, I exactly. The thing with Lady Camden is that I felt like it was the type of big drag on television that w- would would get a first place over a second place for Willow here. This. Tea spilling, first of all, it was so elegant after it spilled. And yeah. that's a choice. You know yeah. what I mean?
2: Even the motion of it spilling was fun. It was like a funny yes. movement. I i was really impressed. And like we had kind of seen a similar uh runway from I think Vicky Scone from season yes, three of UK. We did. And we not did. that that's a you know, much. yeah, not that it's you know Lady Camden's fault, but I thought like, oh, but I have not seen this before. So right. you get right. that.
1: And uh, it, yeah, the thing with Vicky's is that it was, I felt like there was a rings of Saturn because it was uh, a bodysuit. Whereas Lady mm-hmm. Camden made like a whole dress was the table. You know, like her Oh yeah, waist I've... was the table. I don't know. There was something more fashion about it. I like this one more.
2: Yeah. Uh, but it was just yeah. kind of the same, a similar concept. Uh... Um,
1: and Bosco's was great. the the thing is, is that we saw the reveal coming and I wanted the ball gown to be just a little bit more glamorous. It
2: was kind of reminiscent of like Derek Barry in season eight in the in the black and white challenge when she did the reveal. And it was like, oh, <laughs> look how that dress hangs.
1: Yeah, it was it was nice and it was a great idea. And I like the concept. It's just uh, comparing it to Derek Barry is fair, Mary, but I I. This is way better than that.
2: I'm just saying there's a similar, you know, the, the movement of Lady like a, Camden's huh. tea coming out of her, her cup had a fun feeling, but then the movement of, of Lady Camden, or excuse me, Bosco's reveal, more took me to a Derek Barry, like, oh, there's my reveal, and mm. she, she covered up those gas station
1: hot dog legs, and I thought that was the real, <laughs> that was the real loss. All right. Well, it was a, it was a pretty fun runway. I, to be honest with you, I'm going to remember Lady Camden's, before I remember Willows, and I'll probably remember Maddie's, if I'm being honest.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, spring—it's you know, it's a transient season. So, uh, you know, we see the final product of this challenge, and I—it was practically a criminum this episode. But I just—I never need to hear the way Jasmine says "tumble pass" ever again. Oh, oh! I she I just can't I, I, I just goodness I just did not I just wanted her to stop
1: there were a lot of really great moments I think I'll highlight them on uh nuance but um I for me and if I'm talking about the challenge as a whole I thought the challenge really worked I thought it was very entertaining some were funnier than others um I, like the first one I thought was very very funny after uh, George's. Um, like all of them were very, very funny. And I thought Bosco was hilarious. Um, but to me, Sarah McLaughlin coming in at the end and saying this is so wrong on so many levels, like props to Drag Race for getting her, props for getting that they needed to get her and getting that 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 is all she needed to say to make this work.
2: I have to say it now, she's my BSA of the week. It, I know that there were many other opinions on who the BSA should be or about people's BSAs this week. I hear you about James. I think it was, yeah, when Sarah McLaughlin came on, it was just perfect. And it was like, wow, who is who is producing these challenges? Who is, these are, this is so good. I really, uh, I loved her inclusion. Now, in terms of the, the overall um, You know, because Bosco does win I, my my maybe unpopular opinion that I can obviously delve into more in nuance is that I I did not think that Bosco should have won this week.
1: OK, I, I mean, let's talk about it. I mean, I don't know that way she can buy a fucking watch there. The tone was so different from everybody else's that for me, that's what kind of put her at the top is because she approached it differently. Now, I thought Willow did great. I also thought Deja, Deja really got it, like really got the tone. And so I could have also seen her kind of be up there a little bit. But why didn't Bosco win for you? I think for me it was like – I. I felt like, you know,
2: earlier, you know, in the episode, you know, RuPaul was talking about, like, the tone of this, and it's all about, you have to sell it with, like, sincerity, like, it, you know, even that thing that Ross highlights of, like, the presentability and ridiculousness at once, and so I think with you know, as comparison, I think Lady Camden, I almost, I wrote down that Lady Camden kind of has the British advantage because I think like that sense of humor doing a mix Mm -hmm. of presentability and ridiculousness is like right in the main ingredients, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I felt like that was why I really liked Lady Camden was because I felt like she gave me that balance of you're saying ridiculous things and you're being really presentable about it. And the British accent and the soft voice is actually playing into the, the PSA style. So it's actually to her advantage where as Bosco, I felt like Bosco, yeah, was doing something different and was standing out. But I guess to me, drag is art, art is subjective. Just my opinion. Bosco is kind of like punching the jokes too hard for me and was maybe using a bit too heavy of a Sharpie on like, you know, so she can buy a fucking watch. Like it was like, lift your foot off the gas a little bit. Mm. Let the joke breathe a little. We get it you know and so in some ways it almost betrayed what RuPaul betrayed what a word it, it goes against kind of what RuPaul was suggesting of like playing it seriously I felt like Bosco was letting me know where the jokes were and I yeah I don't know it just I I could tell that she was doing well but I I think in the aesthetic of PSAs I I was enjoying the kind of like gauzy soft you know soft sell ridiculousness of Lady Camden Moore
1: Hey, that's that's a really great little critique. I I can't disagree with you. I, I think though that the active decision to be the different one and sell it, you know, and make it funny, you know, to, to step out of that tone was smart. Like it was a risk in a way, right? Yeah, but and, and it, I think it was still you know. funny.
2: And on by punching those jokes, I feel like Bosco was in a way like another example of like I get what you want. I'm gonna make it funny. I'm gonna do it different. I'm gonna stand out. Um, So I mean, I think they, I think they loved Bosco's runway and performance a little bit more than I did this week. But I, I'm happy for Bosco as a contestant in this chat in this competition that I'm enjoying. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, to be honest with you, Mary, like uh, I'm half kidding here, but also half serious bosco's wink at ross is why she won the challenge like oh yeah Mm -hmm. that high drag that reality tv like when ross said like you're a little dangerous and it's like wink like the editors put that in there because it's like no this is this is what a winner does yeah this is how a winner would respond to that it's i just love that i love that little detail You know, and then there was Miss Carrie Colby giving RuPaul the same thing in the
2: workroom with that, like, I don't know what George is saying either. It's like, what Mm. does she have to do? She's giving it to you. She's giving you humanity. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Carrie Colby. Well, what's interesting. (laughs) She's going to be our new, like, Drag Race Thailand, our new campaign. But anyway, go on.
1: Carrie Colby in Untucked. You know, it's interesting that you bring up Carrie Colby because in Untucked, she was talking about how, like, even... On, on when you're on TV if you think you're at a 21 you have to go to like a 40 for it to even read as a as a 8 you know what yeah. i mean like you have to really turn it on you could be thinking you're talking fucking crazy and she but it's it, it's soft right it's not as much which is why i think bosco's approach was smart because it was you were able to punch through no matter what
2: And then that goes back to what RuPaul says of, like, take it too far, and then we'll tell you to take it back. Mm -hmm. Like, it's always better to give us too much. But, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, to quote Kerry Colby, you got to squirt a little while you're out there, which I think. That? Yeah, you got to squirt a little.
1: Which is what RuPaul was
2: saying with the, uh, you know? You got to squirt a little. You got (laughs) to squirt a little. I just, for every time that Bosco's like, oh, I know what y'all
1: want. I'm like, so does Kerry. (laughs) Well, and, you know, that's because Carrie is the daughter of... Tasha Colby.
2: Tasha Colby. Yeah. Who almost, is
1: legend. Who is legend. Yeah. Carrie
2: Gold. Yeah. Carrie <laughs> Gold. No. Yeah.
1: Isn't Carrie also a uh, a butter?
2: That's Carrie Gold. Yeah. That's Carrie Gold. That is Carrie Gold. Carrie okay, Gold okay, Butter. Okay. Yeah. She's Carrie uh, Gold, baby.
1: Isn't there... Is, there's a Carrie uh, lotion, too. There is. There's
2: there? K-E-R-I. There's Carrie yes. lotion. There's Kerry Colby, there's Kerry Col. there's Kerry, Gold, there's Kerry Russell, yeah. <laughs> there's Scary Kerry. <laughs>
1: there's Scary Kerry. Oh, no, it's uh, Crazy Kerry, Crazy Kerry. Yeah, that's what it is. Crazy Kerry, Crazy Kerry.
2: <laughs> falls off the bike.
1: I would love to have that kid saying that, and then it cuts to you know a clip of Kerry Of
2: Colby. her wiping the, the mirror and yes! screaming. Oh, yes! I think if you're going to make some music, I could work on that.
1: Okay, please do. Yeah, there was all something right. from there was something that you were gonna work on from UK. I can't remember. Yeah,
2: uh, I don't remember what it was. I I wrote it down. Um, I know that I said something about like the supercut of of Jimbo dancing in in the in the audience whenever or like you know enjoying the talent show. The cuts to Jimbo in the mm, in the outfit. It exists and, already. It exists. Somebody it. send yeah. it to us. Yeah, yeah. So
1: yeah, love it. Don't gotta do that anymore. No, uh, um, yeah. I this bottom george jasmine and orion i mean again like they could they could spin this however they want to spin this but i'm just glad that carrie deja maddie willow dia i'm glad that they were safe so this bottom to me i totally agreed with and i i'm so happy jasmine was not in the bottom because jasmine looked so fucking good on the runway
2: yeah that's one of those looks that like when it comes out i'm like I'll see what the judges say. I don't know mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to think of this. Some looks I can like look at and go, oh, yeah, I love that. That's great. Or, oh, I don't know, that doesn't work for me. But that one I was like, either they're going to love this because she loves it or they're going to hate this because she loves it. I can't
1: decide. Well, there is there is a reason to keep Jasmine, and that's because she has become this season's punching bag. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, no. I
2: I have no disagreements about the bottom two. I think – Honestly, the episode was over the moment RuPaul said, shake the man's hand, daddy, and bring back my girls. I mean, at that point, I was like, oh, I'm done. You know, you brought you brought Troop Beverly Hills into the conversation. Phyllis Neffler. I yeah.
1: mean, uh, if you don't make these references, we lose these references. True Beverly Hills. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yes. I just I mean, <sighs> I got to say the level of reference queening going on this episode made me feel <sighs> so good. Uh, but yes Mary, the, she
1: she came up with that shake the man's hand daddy and bring back my girl's uh-huh. like that fits so well.
2: Yeah. And then and and God bless Miss Michelle. You heard the woman. Nice <laughs> job. Nice job Michelle. She did it. She yeah. knew.
1: You know, say what you want about RuPaul. RuPaul is so good at this job in front of the camera. Like it is it peerless. Yeah, look at those Emmys. Look at the camera. A- oh, sorry, the phone acting, Mary.
2: Yeah, I know. Just look at AJ and the Queen. And actually, don't look at AJ and the Queen. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, couldn't find it fast enough. So you know, this lip sync to this uh, this Ava a- Ava Ava Box, Ada Max, TJ Maxx uh, song that. I looked up to, cause it's called like the head and the heart. I think, um, my head and my heart, my head and my heart, which was using samples of some dance song from like the yes. late nineties, which is la, also la, a cover la, la, of like a Russian song. Mm. Um, but I just, I, that's where I was like, Oh, I know this song from like 20 years ago.
1: Yes. Yes. But it's, it's sampled, right? Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. No, it, and it's a good yeah. song. It's not a bad song. I was just, that's, I couldn't tell if that's why I knew this song or if I actually knew this song, you know?
1: I, there was so much I loved about George's lip sync because it was giving us that like Denali type of every beat movement lip sync. you know? There was oh, just yeah. so much energy, and you couldn't keep your eyes off of her. And I think that's a really great tactic to win a lip sync. Um, I think this lip sync also suited George's over Orion. Um, but regardless of that, like, that's how you win a lip sync. You just completely steal focus the whole time.
2: Yeah, maybe if they did a tool song, maybe Orion could have won. But I, I was watching this with the lens of like, well, everyone is saying that that George's is going to kill this, so maybe there'll be a surprise, and Orion will turn it out. And I'll say this: George's killed it. It was an amazing performance. I, uh, I love, I love these kind of lip syncs where a queen is just like, you know, uh, you forget all of the missteps they just had in that episode because of this lip sync, but. I'm gonna give it to Miss Story. She did better than I was expecting.
1: Hmm. I agree. She was giving me like Iggy Salia as Paris Hilton. Like yeah. there was something really entertaining about that. To be honest with you, the one who really won this lip sync was, you know, Willow in the house down boots, Mary. Oh, was
2: she? Was was she having a house party back there in the safe zone?
1: <laughs> she got house head back there, Mary. Oh my She's God. Willow in the house, <laughs>
2: <laughs> burning down the house. Yeah.
1: Raising the roof Yeah right <laughs> uh, Oh god No Willow Willow in that house Dancing I And and also uh, Daya next to her There was like Some bobbing up and down But it was So funny Willow was like Clutching the Clutching the The house I like, love she that She was holding on to it Oh god It almost uh, makes you wish queen. That she was
2: in the bottom To see what she would have done <laughs> Because she probably would have done, like, something with the doors and, like, you know, uh-huh. oh, my God, can you imagine? Because we've now had, like, two queens who have covered their mouths and then revealed their mouths mm. during the lip sync. And what if Willow did that
1: with the doors on the house? What if she started just, like, ruining the house? Like, oh, just mm-hmm. it's like hammering and nailing mm-hmm. it, you know? Mm-hmm. Ripping little dolls out of it. Yeah. Yeah. She did some renovations and she adds on a second wing. I don't know. I could just see something happening there.
2: Something would have happened. Uh, Yeah. uh,
1: But brilliance.
2: Anyway, George's wins and Orion does not have the chocolate. I don't think anyone was surprised by that because then Orion would have been saved once again. There's also remembering that like Orion was already been brought back into the competition. And, um, even though corn brebs went home early this week, I, maybe if there was another queen in the bottom two, she would have been saved and RuPaul would have said, we've had too much loss this week, but it wasn't going to be Orion.
1: No, no, I I would have been really surprised if anything next week would be when they bring back the queen. Um, I, oh, maybe yeah. they'll
2: bring back Alyssa
1: Hunter. Yeah. Maybe it'll be Alyssa Hunter, you know, um, yeah. But uh, something tells me just by how she's acting on social media uh, and not like she's acting a fool, but she's posting looks like she's I think she's done. I think she's done. I think they're going to do a double save instead.
2: That I I always feel like if, if it's a choice between bringing back a queen and doing a double save, the double save is always better TV. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, you know, as much as I love Nisha Lopez and the ADR, you know, door squeaks and all of that, you know, the only time I enjoy them bringing back a queen. But the the drama of a double save is always – I'll always spill my drink. So – Yeah. Well – Yeah, it always feels good. Yeah, yeah. And next week we get a design challenge. So, I mean, I feel like the design challenges are kind of like snatch game in a way, right? Like, I feel like they filter out, like – the people mm-hmm. who don't know how to sew and got away with it the first week, you know,
1: yeah, we already had a design challenge, didn't we?
2: We did, and so I'm kind of surprised we're having another one, but uh maybe we're taking they a all no- can sew, so. yeah, it all sew. yeah, maybe that's what it is is we want a season full of sewers, you know
1: and I take singers. that back, actually, I take that back because we also have uh miss Gary Colby
0: do I look yes. like I sew to you
1: that's So. A good point. That's a maybe, good point. Maybe Carrie's going to be in the bottom next week. Who knows? How
0: crazy would it be if you learned how to be quiet? Yeah!
1: <laughs> What's wrong with I you? Know. <laughs> I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> Fucking crazy. <laughs> 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 oh, Carrie Colby, gold. All right, Mary's, if you have any thoughts on Save a Queen Drag Race season 14, you can reach out to us on Instagram at pod where we're consistently interacting with y'all listeners and posting things on the story and making little videos which has been super fun uh you can also email us at all right mary podcast at gmail.com or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or taste reality.com slash all right dash mary and if you want i am on instagram at johnny also
2: And you can, of course, find more of me on my other two podcasts in the details, a celebration of nuance and best supporting podcast, a celebration of best supporting actresses. And you can find me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And of course, you can get more of both of us, including nuance, the all right, Mary after show and our discussions of season three, season eight, and even at the only Mary's level discussions on America's Next Top Model, Project Runway, and just a metric fuck ton more, all at patreon.com
1: slash Mary. I believe this week we're having a discussion about John Cannell's Preppy Kitchen and Cash Jordan on YouTube.
2: Yes, our only Marys this week at our, our $10 mm-hmm. level is our, our YouTube obsessions. So... Oof. um That'll be a fun one. We we went off the rails about John Cannell. I know that <laughs> we went off the goddamn rails on him. So
1: we we gave him the sort of Jeffrey Moran treatment, but In I think a, way. a little kinder. Yeah,
2: a, a little, yeah, a little kinder, but a similar world. And there might it was be a barb
1: and a... star moment. I believe.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Definitely. Yes. It was barb and star on the plane. We we spent the most probably an hour of the episode just imagining John <laughs> Cannell's life, his sex life. His, the nuances of his relationship with his husband, oh. those awful kids, well, the one awful kid.
1: That one awful kid. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Mary. Uh, well, we have a Last Chance Lip Sync this week that Colin is going to tell you all about.
2: Well, you know, I, uh, you know, in in reference to an honor of our, um, our guest and our lip sync artist, uh, Ava Max, uh, in... Select locations all across Western Europe, uh, I was inspired to dig into my archives of, of 90s dance music. Um, so for anyone who you know was uh, a, an embarrassing queerdo like me uh, around the age of twelve listening to this music unabashedly, uh, you may recognize the song, but this is one that I wore the the cassette tape out on, and it is mm. uh, the song is called "Dreaming by fun factory and uh listen listen linda she's uh she's still got it it it, it's cheesy but uh it's like um it's like fondue don't be afraid to dip your stick in it anyway
1: well all i have to say to that is uh... all right now let the music
2: exactly i i've also i figured out what the edit's gonna be of that um but i'll post that on instagram because we talked about like doing an edit of somebody falling during that clip (laughs) and i figured out what it is but i'll post it on instagram so look for that this week
1: all right mary's thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it and we'll see you next week totzine simone